Hey friends, you're listening to OKY. I'm your host, Michael Grove. Today is February the 3rd, and we are here in the Bible reading plan in the book of Acts. So follow along if you can, otherwise I'll read this over you. And in the end, I'll give you a quick thought to end our time together. Here we go. Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them. Now there was staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, They have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd, Fellow Jews, and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest in hope, because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. You will not let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Fellow Israelites, 
I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried, and his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of it. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit, and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This concludes Acts chapter 2. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. So, you might remember a story in the book of Matthew chapter 16. Jesus is walking along with his disciples, and they're looking at all these great temples and all these other things that people are worshiping. And Jesus turned to his disciples, and he asks them, Who do the people say that I am? They answered, Some say you're a prophet. Some say you're Elijah or John the Baptist. Jesus listened to them and then looked and said, But who do you say that I am? It was in that moment that Peter jumps up and says, Well, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus told Peter in that moment that he was blessed. Why? Because this was something that he couldn't know by human knowledge. This was revealed to him from heaven. And then here is that famous moment where Jesus says, From now on, you will be called Rock. For on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Just moments after this, Jesus tells his disciples that they must go to Jerusalem, and when they are there, he will be handed over to people who will kill him. Peter jumps up and says, No, we will never let this happen. And then the other famous line, 
Jesus turned to Peter and says, Get thee behind me, Satan. See, in that moment, Peter was thinking through earthly eyes, even though he had heavenly wisdom. Okay, so why am I telling you this? Because the events that follow are pretty weird. Peter eventually cut off the ear of a soldier, and Jesus rebuked him, telling him that they don't do this by violence. And then he healed the soldier's ear. And then a little bit after that, Peter denied Jesus three times. And as he denied him the third time, his Lord looked right at him, reminding him that he said, you would rebuke me three times before the rooster crowed. Peter had a tough time standing up for Jesus from this point out. In fact, all of the disciples after Jesus died were hiding in their homes, not knowing what would happen next. So how do we go from Peter first being rebuked and told to get behind Jesus because he was thinking like Satan, and then being rebuked for chopping off the ear of a soldier, and then denying he even knew Christ to a servant girl, and then hiding in his house? How do we go from Peter being like that to standing up in front of this huge crowd and rebuking them? I mean, do you realize what Peter said in Acts 2? He basically looked at all these people and said, You killed Jesus. You're the ones who handed him over to be crucified. What boldness. What strength. How did Peter go from hiding in homes and not being able to stand up to a servant girl and being rebuked by Jesus? How did he go from that to standing up with bold power in telling the people that they crucified Jesus and announcing that Jesus is the Son of God. What changed in Peter's life? Well, the Holy Spirit. Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit. Remember yesterday's reading, Acts chapter 1, verse 8? Jesus told them that they would receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on them and they would be his witnesses. You see what happened to Peter? He got filled with the Holy Spirit, and he had the boldness to preach to all these people. He wasn't afraid for his life. He didn't care what people thought of him. He even got up and rebuked them, saying that it was their fault that Jesus was put to death, all because of the power of the Holy Spirit. And do you know what happened because of that? Acts 2.41 says that those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. It went from being just a couple hundred people to over 3,000 people in one day. Now that is fast church growth. And how did it happen? By being filled with the Holy Spirit. You see, when Jesus said to Simon, I will now call you Peter, which means rock. And on this rock, I will build my church. Jesus gave Peter his identity. He renamed him, repurposed him, and set him in the right direction. And as soon as he was filled with the Holy Spirit, he fulfilled his destiny. You see, when we get filled with the Holy Spirit, God empowers us to be who he already designed us to be. And then we are able to do it with boldness. So I encourage you today, 
If you've never asked God to fill you with the Holy Spirit, ask him right now to be filled with every good gift from heaven above. Ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit so that you would be bold and have power. And when he does, you will have the power to be who he designed you to be with confidence. So ask him to fill you right now. Don't worry about anything else. Don't worry about what it sounds like or looks like or what you should expect when he fills you. Just simply say, God, I want everything you have to give me. Fill me with every piece of you that I can have, including your Holy Spirit. And if you pray that prayer and mean it, God will fill you and empower you to be used by him. So ask for the Holy Spirit today and see what God does. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless. Thank you.